Hello, listeners, and welcome to another edition of the podcast, Seeking Happiness. Um, today, Didier Soulier, my co-host, isn't available. Uh, he works. That keeps him happy. He works for his father's company. So that's what he's doing. So I'll say salut, Didier, and abiento. Uh, we'll catch up with Didier a little bit later. But I'm very happy to say that I have a... A guy that I met quite recently called Andrew Longfield as a, as a guest on the show today. And uh, we'll be working through an interview process with himself and hopefully getting some answers that can help you out with your own personal happiness. So, Andy, Andy Longfield, are you out there? Yes, I'm, I'm here. I can hear you loud and clear. Brilliant, brilliant. And do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Andy? Um, where do you want me to start? Where, where, where I am and what I'm doing now? I would, I would say, things. yeah, start with where you are and what you're up to now, and we can, we can, we can delve into that a little bit, and then we can talk about your your upbringing and your past and anything else that you, that you think you'd like to share with the listeners. No problem. Um, well, I've I've just had a birthday, and I've, I'm just at the ripe old age of uh, fifty nine. Um, wow happy birthday dude well, that's that's not old you. that's that's that that is very ripe apparently the 60s the new the new 59 yes but there's there's things around you that make you feel old when you start getting emails from saga and holidays and offers <laughs> <laughs> for the solo saga holiday that's it. So, right, uh, yes. so that suddenly makes you realise. Hang on, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm at that age now. So, and, and but, you're also anyway, getting that funeral plan. Yes, I keep seeing that on telly, and I'm thinking. I, I oh. keep seeing it, dude, and it's, uh, it's quite frightening. Yes. So, yeah, tell us where you're at now, Andy. Okay. Well, I've, I've spent my life in the building trade as a plumber, heating engineer, and I've been doing that since I left school after doing an apprenticeship. Um, I did take an apprentice on and it happened to be my youngest son, um, which had its own challenges working with his son. So basically I trained him up and then he later became a partner in the business. And I've now handed the reins of the business over to him. He now has the phone that rings all the time. And now um, as in the advert, the dating advert, it's um, this is my time. This is our time. So um I'm on the pursuit of doing all the things that I've ever wanted to do. And I'm in a, in a fortunate position financially. I, I can do pretty well what I want. And that's that's what I'm doing right now. That's that's amazing, my friend. You've obviously worked really hard and you are you are very happy at the moment. Every time I meet you, you seem to be one of the happiest people I've ever met. What makes you happy, Andy? Um not being too answerable to too many people and surrounding yourself uh, with people like yourself with positive energy. Uh, it's very easy to spend time with the wrong people that can dra- very easily drag you down, yes. weigh round you, round your neck like an anchor. So you have to choose your friends carefully. I agree. And you were saying at the moment you, you're, you're, you're retired you obviously handed the reins of the business over to your son and what, what do you do with yourself now to keep yourself occupied Andy and to keep yourself happy uh, I, I'm, I'm a bit uncomfortable using the word retired um because <laughs> okay well, let's let's use a different word 
what I'm basically doing is is focusing my attention on other things. Um, yes. And I've always had a passion for classic cars and motorbikes. So I've got a couple of little garages, workshops here. So I'm in, you know, in the middle of restoring a couple of cars. So I've got that. That keeps me going. But yes. it can be a bit of a lonely thing because I'm on my own. Great. Listen to the radio. And nobody's bothering me. Um, but on top of that, um, I sing and play in a band. I do a duo. Fantastic. I do a solo act. I do a solo act uh, retirement homes and twice a week I do a breakfast show at a radio station in Coventry community that radio. is amazing if Didier if Didier was here Andy he'd he'd say to me that is awesome yeah it is where, where is he from by the way he's from Vichy in France the uh, Le Sud de France okay. the south of France oh très bien, très bien. Bon. um so so yes the 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 community radio the band, by the way, I, I play in a six-piece band. We do lots of 80s. And my eldest son uh, is the drummer with the band as well. So wow. I've been playing in bands with my son now for nearly 15 years, 15 would you believe? So, so, yeah, I surround myself with lots of things to do. So there's the never dull moment. And I can actually go on. This, the list is longer of the things I do. But I could go on a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm holding back a bit. I understand, my friend. And just tell me more about the uh, the radio presenter stuff. What what what's this station, and how can listeners find you? Oh well, it's um, Hills FM, uh, spelled H I L Z. Hills FM ninety eight point six in Coventry, uh, and it's a community based radio station where we're all volunteers, but we do put quite a professional show out. And uh, I do a breakfast show Wednesday morning get up at like six o'clock, get there for 6.30. I'm live on air at seven o'clock, um, two hours until nine o'clock. And then Saturday morning, if I'm not off doing something exciting, uh, I'm doing the radio show on a Saturday morning from nine until 11. And um, the show has generated lots of listeners. Listeners in France as well and Belgium, got regular listeners all over the place. Fantastic. And I find it very exciting to try and, Generate listeners, and uh, I won an award a couple of a community award a, a couple of years ago, just before COVID, um, for all the things I do with the radio station, and yes. uh, it was a, a new award. So I, my my name was the first on the shield. So I've never won an award, so I, I was really quite chuffed with that. Can I just say to the listeners that um, that I think Andy warranted that that award because. I was fortunate enough to listen to the uh, the show for the first time last week, and I thought he was a brilliant presenter. And uh, oh, he actually you. asked me, uh, "Would I would I like to have a song put on?" And I requested a, an Eagles track. Um, life right. uh, was life, it Life in the Fast life, Lane, Andy? Life in the Fast Lane, yes. That's life right. in the Fast Lane, and I also requested that he he said good luck to my daughter Ava who's 15 and is currently doing her her mock exams, preparing for her GCSEs. And he gave her a big shout out and a hello on the radio. And that was fantastic, Andy. Thank you so much for that. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Just, you know, each listener I have, I grab them with both hands and try and keep them engaged as much as possible. So uh, and it's something I enjoy. I get a buzz out of doing it as well. So. That, so, that's that's really good. And how, how did you get into that uh, radio presenting, Andy? Yeah, well, it's cut a long story short. Um, 
my kids never like to listen to the radio stations I'm listening to. Quite often I listen to Radio 2 and in the middle of the day, Jeremy Vine and it's all about topical subjects. They don't want that, they want music. So I, I was working on a job. I actually had both my sons with me uh, and they were driving around across Coventry and they're just flicking through the channels and this radio station came on and the DJ, I don't want to be unkind, but the DJ was, wasn't great. But she was having a go. Great, but she wasn't great. And they, my kid said, oh, blimey, Dad, you could do better than that. So I thought, OK. So I listened to a little bit more and got the number of the radio station, rang them up. And within two weeks, I was live on the radio doing my own show. That is awesome. So, so I mean, again, for the listeners listening, that that is a, a really good example of how you can change your life in a very very quick manner and find some happiness for yourself just by just by grabbing opportunities as we've discussed before on the show grabbing green lights um that matthew mcconaughey book um you know and andy reached out and grabbed a green light and it worked out for you didn't it andy yeah and and the great thing is as you go through life you end up with like a circle of friends from school then you end up with a circle of friends from work and whatever your hobbies are, another circle of friends. Now, from doing the radio, I'm, I've got another circle of friends that I wouldn't have known otherwise. And it's just, you know, and they do overlap my other friends and the other things I do. And it's just great to create these circles of people around you, and especially circles of people with positivity, and it, it rubs off on you. Yes. And um, just on that note, Andy, um, again, just just for listeners, that's something I found myself. Um, what I realized in my youth, I kept the same circle of friends, which is fantastic. And I still see quite a few of those. But I was very yeah. closed off to meeting new people um, and networking. And I found over the last year that that has really served a great purpose in my own search for happiness, meeting new people, um, reaching out to new people, being positive. It really does change your life. Uh, I absolutely agree. And what what you tend to do, you don't realise you're doing it quite often, but you're actually feeding of people. Um, When you've got good people around you, you're you're actually taking something from them and it's something you're you can't quantify, but you're pulling it in and you're taking out some positive energy and you're making yourself a better person every time. That's uh, that's really true. And what I love about the fact uh, that I've spoken to you uh, again is that, that you use such fantastic words like quantify. I love that word. <laughs> As an English teacher, yes, I, I, I should imagine you do. <laughs> I, we call those wow words when we're teaching English. You've you've just come out yeah. of the wow word, Andy. Oh, great, great. Well, I might find. I see. If I can find some more. I um, need more. I need more wow words. I feed off wow words. Okay, okay, okay. Can, can sure I also there's... say that your name, Andy, is a wow word? What a fantastic <laughs> name! I I don't know why I'm telling you this because I'm no, sure I you don't. know and, Andrew, but Andrew actually means leader of men. I didn't know that. Yeah, it means oh, leader I, of men, and it also means manly. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll take that. I'll take both of those with both hands. I'll I'll have those. Thank you. 
you need to put that on a plaque on your uh, your living room wall. <laughs> I will. I will do. I will do. I have. Um, no, I haven't really, listeners. I haven't. Um, no. What I was going to ask you about, Andy, just going moving back a little bit through time, you um, you, you spoke earlier about having your business, uh, and I believe you were a builder and a bit of an engineer. Is that right? Um, plumbing, plumbing and heating. Um, that's what what I've always done. But plumbing in and heating. Life. Yeah, plumbing and heating. Excuse me, I apologise. But what I want that's to know is why why did you actually go into that, and did it did that make you happy? Yes. Um, when I left school, the only half decent qualifications I had was uh, in art and metalwork, and I, I was always building bicycles and working on motorbikes and things. So I thought, well, mechanic. And the careers officer said, well, you sure you want to be a mechanic? You know, it's a bit of a dirty job. It's in the cold. It's not a great job. And I thought, well, OK. And I happened to see a, um, a, a telecom engineer come. I think it was probably that long ago. It was called the post office then, um, before it was BT. Even. Um, and I saw him come into the house and he was got the wires and he was wiring the telephone up and my mum had made him a nice cup of tea and I thought oh I like that it, different job every day different challenges drinking cups of tea meeting people I thought well I'll go for that so I applied for a job and that was the, the only other job I'd applied for nothing but then weeks later the careers officer came to me there's a job going in the village where I was born a small village called Borsal Common Yep. Um, situated just um, not far from Birmingham Airport, really. Yes. NEC. Um, and he said, well, there's a job going in the village as an apprentice plumber. So I went for the interview, the first interview I ever had, actually. And I got the job and um, we'll never look back. Little village firm, um, <laughs> got a family business and uh, went there. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's where I learned the job. What a fantastic start off. And you you stayed in the industry, didn't you, Andy? And you started your own business? I started my own business. Uh, I had to go self-employed within, um, as a lot of people did, because employees didn't want responsibility. So, But that set you on on the path of having your own business. But later in life... Sorry sorry to interject. I was just going to say, a lot of people find that quite a scary prospect to to go out on their own and to start their own business. You know, people prefer to to have that guaranteed salary and to work for somebody else. What was it that inspired you to become your own boss? I always wanted to be self-employed. I always strongly believed that I want to be in a situation where the harder I work, the more money and the best, better prospects I have. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to be working for someone all my life. I always knew I wanted Makes to work sense, with mate. hands. I... I because of who I am, I couldn't be in an office every day. Um, I I don't know what it is with me. And I, I need things happening. I need diversity. I need a change of scenery all the time. I need things happening around me. And the, the job suited me fine because there's no very little repetition. And I love the, the prospect of working hard and and making your fortune. And, yeah. and that's that's what i've done and, I and, ju- and just just going time. back a couple of steps um peeling peeling the onion as you may call it you're talking about yes. oh i need i need diversity i need to do something different how would you how would you encourage people that feel 
some people feel very stuck in their ways and stuck in their processes. And how would you encourage people that that don't feel that natural energy or don't have that natural energy? What would you say to them to encourage them to move forward and 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 do what they perhaps dream of? Well, that's a bit of an emotive question, really. It is, yes. The the reason I say that I, I've got highly intelligent friends that are great workers, but they don't want the responsibility of being self-employed. They want the work there. They want to turn up at eight or nine o'clock in the morning, finish at five. They want that. So, so really, the, it, we need people like that. Employers need people like that. Uh, the fact that we're all different and diverse, it, it actually fits into a big plan that, well, I can't explain. But we do need people that, that don't want to go on to that level. So... Really, I, I can't give any advice. People will know in, in themselves what they want to do, but they have to make it happen. And, and really, to make it happen, you need someone that will give you good financial advice, a good accountant that will say, talk you through, sit you down, talk to you on the basic level and say, this is what you need to do. So you need good people around you. So yes. being self-employed doesn't work for everyone. So I don't want to encourage everyone, look, go out, be self-employed, because <laughs> for some it doesn't work. Some some can't deal with the insecurity of it. It of takes course. a certain kind of Of person. course, but I think I think what you're saying there, Andy, is, uh, is go and seek professional advice or the advice of friends that you really trust or have experience. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, because yeah. um, you've got to be in a position where you can take that risk, where you can um you know be you know willing to 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 fall down but still survive um yes. and you need you need you need people around you that, that can help you and advise you yes definitely brilliant um and just going back to something that you you mentioned earlier andy you mentioned uh, a fascination with uh with motor vehicles with cars and bikes um, can you tell me a little bit about that, how that started and how that's continued in your life? I suppose it goes a long way back. Um, and my dad's still alive, but he never bought me a new bike. He brought my brother and sister a bike. And I always, always remember that. I give him a bit of a hard time over it, but I'm very joking. With it. So if I wanted a decent bike. I, I had to build it. I had to make one. I had to get the bits. I had to bolt it together. Wow. Um, and I'll tell you a lovely story because Mate, the village where can I, I just interject? You 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 sound like Mike Wolf from American Pickers. Um, yeah, we could be related. Actually, he could be a brother <laughs> from. You're, you're you are a bit of a wolf. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, you want to see what I've got in my garages? Um, but where I was brought up in Borsal Common, the nearest big factory was Coventry Massive Ferguson. I, um, I know it well, coming from a farming family, yes, Massey Ferguson. Yes. So my dad was there in um, engineering, and a lot of my friends' dads worked there. And you could tell the kids whose dads worked at Massey Ferguson, because we either had red push bikes or yellow, because their dads would take the frames in and get them painted in the spray department. So, um, so yeah, it comes from having nothing and wanting something, and the only way you're going to get it is by by building it, and that's what I've done all the way through life and I've gone on to build my own house so I've started wow. with push bikes and I've ended up with the house I'm sitting in now yeah I mean that is an amazing story tell, tell me a little bit about that what 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 inspired you to build your own house um f- for financial gain yeah uh, 
predominantly. So let's sure, it's not, an investment. Let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a man. Everything I've, I've ever wanted or had that's been great, I've built. I've, I've had to make it. Up. But I'm I'm lucky that I'm being a practical person. Not everybody is is that way inclined. But yes. we're all different than diverse for a reason. If we're all the same. We wouldn't have diversity. We wouldn't have the world we've got today. It'd be good point. You know, we need it, um, and the same in relationships with couples. You need diversity to spread your skill set. Um, but what made me do it? Yeah, fi- financial gain, and you know, there's nothing better than waking up in the morning, looking around the house that you built, and you designed, and knowing that it's something special. It's a, it's a great feeling of achievement. How, how long did it take you, Andy? It took me um, over a year to build oh, that's, the house. That's good timing. That's, that's a good time. Yeah, yeah. I I had to leave live in the remnants of the house, which is now next door, with nothing more than a curtain side of a lorry. Wow. That's a roof. Just We took the roof off and we built the house up to make it three-storey rather than just two levels. Fantastic. So it's like living under canvas. I could hear the pigeons in the morning. You could hear the rain pits pattering on the roof. It was it was awful. It was living in a in a in a like a bomb site, but it was worth it in the end. So sometimes you got to go through you got to go through hardship to get to where you want to be. I think that is a really good really good point for our listeners, and I I I fully agree with that. You know, I've shared a few of my own stories with you, Andy, in the past, and. Yeah. Some, some, yeah, sometimes going through a stage of hardship, you think you're lost and you think you're, you know, I keep using the analogy of standing on the precipice, looking over into the the dark valley below and, you know, just, just feeling you want to jump off that cliff. But those hard times, you can, you know, you can change them and you can turn them yes. into real positives for your future. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you speak to anyone that's had hard times and you know they might not talk very positively about them, but what they don't know, it has armed them and equipped them for the, for the rest of their lives of the future. And again, yes. it's, it's something you can't measure, that's right. but it, it's there and it goes towards making you a, a better person, I think. That's right, mate. And and although at, at that moment you think that life is static and it's hard to, to see your future and it's hard to see positivity, you know, there there is, wherever you're at, there is positivity. There is a there, there, there is a top of a mountain that you're that you're walking towards. And sometimes you feel that you're tired and everything's depressing and you don't want to move on but if you just keep moving you will you will see it you will see and find a great place especially using the the positive friends around you as you said very early on in this conversation Andy it's very important to keep positive people around you and good people around you and try and clear the clutter try and try and you know I'm not saying don't talk to people that don't offer you positivity because I still try and reach out to people that that perhaps are in a dark place themselves so I don't just cut them up cut them out of my life but sometimes I think we all realize that there is a lot of negativity coming from certain people within our lives and it's really important to recognize that uh, absolutely yeah um you know I, I I do know a few negative people and um I 
I, I choose not to spend a lot of time with them, but I still have time for them when you see them because, uh, you know, they might have their own demons they're dealing with. You see, you, right. you don't know. Um, but but having good people around you is is very important. And people keep saying to me, God, you're lucky. You're so lucky. I don't know. You're born, with, you're born under a lucky star. I said, well, no, you make your own luck. You find luck comes from talking to people, chatting to them, networking, going places, doing things. You don't find good luck sat in front of the telly every night or I'm going to say, dare I say it, um, you know, on social media. You've got to actually go out there. Good luck's out there. You've, you've just got to find those those little stars. Just like I'm celebrity, get me out of here. They've got to earn those stars for their meals. Um, they're out there. You've got to find them. Um, you won't find them sitting, doing nothing. So you have to really push yourself, I think, to get out there and find it. Those are brilliant words, really, really good words, Andy, I think, for any listener. Um, and I think what's what's interesting about what you just said as well, even though this podcast does go out on, on social media, the, the co-host, Didier, we, we did have a conversation recently um, about using social media. Didier broke his phone and he was saying that he, he was off all social media for about 12 days and how how good he felt about himself after the the first or second day he said you know I didn't feel tied down to going on social media and he said he felt very free felt very free for a while he understood the importance of still living in the real world and and having social media but he started to realize that he had to lessen the time that he used it during the day I totally agree. And, the, the, you know, this is a whole conversation um, within itself because yeah. the social media thing has slowly crept in and under the door. That's right. Uh, and we're dealing with, it's almost like, uh, I, I'm going to say a virus, something we, we didn't understand and we didn't know. And it has crept into every day, every inch of our lives. Yes. And a lot of my friends have... Um, kids who, who are suffering with anxiety uh, and depression and they have to be monitored and every single time I say are they on social media all the time and the answer categorically has been yes yeah that's right and I can't help but feel that there's um, some connection there uh, yeah, it, it, I myself it's... I'm no different I get up in the morning my phone goes on I check social media yeah. but I think um, I think with, I think with children it definitely needs to be. I mean, I've I've done this with my own children. It definitely needs to be monitored. Um, now, some people go to the extent of installing apps where they can monitor what sites have been accessed by their by their children, and those are all. Some of those yeah. are freely available on online. You can download apps. Yeah. You, you you can get hold of them. the 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 best way that i found and i've always found with my children is talk to them talk to them sit with them explain to them and get them to understand and make the decision themselves yeah you know it's such a big subject and we're not going to cover it all but no uh, i have a member of the family who is um she has mental health problems but she is on her phone all the time to yeah. the point where you know we don't eat together they've been uh, spending a lot of time with us um without saying who it is 
but she will come in, into the room and start talking to you while she's on the phone on social media. Wow. Uh, and I've now got to the point, I will not accept it because if you come to me to talk to me, you look at me, we get eye contact, we have yeah. body language, not tapping away on your phone while you're talking to another person. I'm not find that the height of rudeness now, but yeah, I, 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 I do. I really do agree. And it reminds me of something within Irish households. When you, when you go around a, an Irish household, you'll find when you sit and talk to anyone, the first thing that gets switched off is the television. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's not a distraction cool. and you're, 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 welcoming and openly talking to the person that's arrived yeah and i i actually had a go at my my partner last night because we went out for a drink across to the pub and um she got the phone that i said no 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 come on we've come out here to be social you don't need your phone you don't need to look for furniture light fitted put your phone away um <laughs> and she did but it's a very easy habit to fall in and uh, yeah. i'm no angel myself no i know yeah same, same, same here mate i i i think the thing is though is to use it um to use it wisely it's a bit like um if if uh, it's a bit like you know libraries uh now I, I i wouldn't be happy if my child was spending all day in a library you know i'd be a bit yeah. like what's going on what's she reading you know what who she meeting in the library but the point is if they're going there on a semi semi regular basis uh and dipping in and reading for knowledge and expanding their understanding of the world what a fantastic thing and the internet yeah. a bit like television uh can be used for those purposes i think people sure. you know try and try and live too much of their lives through the internet or through tv um yeah clearly as you've said it's a, it's a massive conversation massive issue and i i also think uh social media companies and television companies also have a responsibility there yeah and, and even to the point of social media companies they don't actually realize or maybe they do what a beast they've created yeah. or are creating uh, because we're in uncharted territory here you know with many things like that so we are tricky ones and, and what, what, just before we go, there's a couple more questions I want to ask you, Andy. What you would I met you on a um, we we were both doing uh, supporting actor work on was it, was it in Birmingham? That's right. It was, I don't uh, I don't think we can mention the name of the show, but it was uh, it's an upcoming show that will be shown on um, Amazon Prime. I understand awesome. next year. Yeah, I, I'm. We, we can mention the name because it's already been in the Birmingham Post, but it's called Citadel. Anyway, oh, okay. As much yeah. So if it's been in the Birmingham Post, that's that's good enough for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it looked, it, I mean, it was a great experience. And I obviously met you and we had some, some deep conversations. And uh, yeah. I, 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 I remember more than anything your Russian hat. Yes, exactly. I've still got it. <laughs> And, and yeah. tell me more about that, because I believe that you own several hats. Yeah, well, so one of the things we do at weekends, uh, we go to 1940s events, and uh, I suppose technically I'm a reenactor, so I've got a couple of uh, uh, American Army uniforms and my partner dresses up, and we go to these 1940s events 
Uh, they always have a dance on in the evening, so we do a lot of jitterbug jive dancing as well, which is, Brilliant. I've got to say, the best way to stay fit and one of the best ways to get some positivity and be around good people and mind, body and soul it is the thumbs up for me. Um, and so- also, also, I think we mentioned this before, what a great way to spend time with your partner without having to talk to her. <laughs> yes, yes. And the thing is, you're doing something together. Um, Correct, and it is yeah. Just, it's a social thing. It is. And it's got to be better than going to a gym and plugging yourself into some headphones and, and getting a sweat on. We're, we're learning dancing, we're dressing yeah. up. It's like going to the best fancy dress party you've ever been to. I'd recommend it to anyone. May, I am coming to the next one with you. I, I'm definitely up for it. You've got a date. <laughs> me, me and you will me and you will do a mean jitterbug well and maybe i'll just give you a few beginner lessons just to get you get you started on it so. game on. it's great game on my it, friend we thoroughly enjoy what we're doing and uh, that's one of the great things and and maybe the trick is to find something that you and your partner enjoy together because yes. not all partners like dancing um, and i'm lucky i've got a partner and it's it's helped strengthen our relationship. It's find out thing that you can do together. Great advice, Andy. Uh, just before we sign off from today's uh, episode um, with Andy Longfield, what I want to ask you, Andy, is uh, we, we asked this of all guests that come on, what would be your top three tips for listeners to, to help them reach a, 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 maybe a better state of happiness or to, to do some life-changing things? What, what would you say? I mean, we've had so many, so many things said by different guests, but can you think of top, a top three tips that you would give to people to, to create better happiness in their life? To get away from the telly, get away from social media, get outside, get fresh air, go for long walks, go to the theatre, and join a club or a society or something you're interested in, get out there and find it and grab it with both hands. Um, you have to make the changes yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. But there's, there, there are a plethora of things out there that you can do. You have, you have to find it and you have to go for it. You will not find it sitting at home doing nothing. You have to physically get out there. And just physical exercise is a very therapeutic thing, just to get your mind, body and soul out there working doing things so so it's it's all about getting out there physical activity and finding that thing that you enjoy andy you're a legend and i'm really happy that you said that because before we started this um this podcast this morning i actually went to the gym i did some i did some running i did some weights and and it made me feel really good mate it's it's so spot on that advice physical exercise get out and about yeah yeah that that's that's the easiest thing you can do to pull yourself out of the doldrums and, yes and everything will probably hopefully just fall into place from there yeah what a great way to finish andy thank you so much for joining us today on the seeking happiness podcast and hopefully Pleasure. i'll uh, i'll get a chance to catch up with you real soon and um, perhaps we can get you back on the show at some point so you can have a, a further chat of inspiration for our listeners. Yeah, I've got, I've got so much more to tell you about. We're just scraping the surface here. That's brilliant. Thank you for having, thank you for having me. 
You're welcome. You take care, dude. Thank you, Andy. See you soon.